Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. The cool, wet weather we've been having in April means that little progress has been made in the field when it comes to corn and soybeans. Potatoes, however, seem to be moving along steadily, despite being slightly behind years past. A.J. Busson is the director of agronomy and quality for Waisaki Family of Companies, a potato grower in the central sands part of the state. A.J., how are things looking in the field right now? It's a little on the wet side. I think the soil still has a lot of moisture in it. Um, what's been very frustrating the last several days is the winds. Um, and We've had 30-plus mile-an-hour winds, and of course, when we disturb soil to, to prepare for planting, even though we have cover crops growing on almost all of the land in central Wisconsin, you get that high wind with open ground and the soil can blow around a bit. So just ask people to be careful driving if they see if you see soil or dust running across the road or blowing across the road and understand that we're doing everything we can to prevent that from happening. Um, a lot of effort goes into conserving our soils here. Um, that's what the trees are planted around the edges of the fields for and those types of things. And so... Um, in terms of our progress, we're about 30% done. We're probably five to seven days behind in our schedule. Um, you know, the week before Easter, we had a lot of nights that were below freezing and well below freezing. Um, and so um, we we really didn't plant a whole lot, even though we had some nice weather around the 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th of April. Um, we decided not to plant um, just so we wouldn't expose that seed to that really cold soils. Um, but for the most part, potato seed's really hardy. Um, we planted about five inches below the top of the ground, and so it can tolerate really cold temperatures. Um, but um, tomorrow morning, uh, Wednesday, uh, April 27th, it's supposed to be 22 degrees, so we probably won't start until 8 to 10 o'clock, depending on when the ground warms up. So that seed is hardy, so it can handle that those cooler temps, as you said. Yeah. But there are ideal conditions, right? I mean, what you what bet. are those ideal conditions you want for potatoes? Yeah, we like to have the soil slightly cooler um, than the seed piece. Um, I don't know how many people are familiar with potato seed, but generally it's a it's basically a tuber like you would buy in the store that's cut into pieces and and then at, at a size that allows us to to handle it and plant it. Um, and so it's just like a regular potato. Um, we want that seed to be 10, 5 to 10 degrees warmer than the soil temperatures. Once the soils start getting really warm, like 70, 80 degree soil temperatures, which can happen when we have really sunny days, um, when you plant seed that's generally at a 50 degrees, it actually will condensate on the surface of that seed. Um, the moisture in the ground will actually cover the seed with, with a film of water, and that can lead to a whole bunch of bacterial or pathogenic activity that could cause us trouble with our seed. And that's why you want that cooler soil when you plant. Yeah. When do you start asking for warmth, uh, for moisture? Yeah, we want it to warm up when we're done planting. Um, really, the emergence of the crop will be dependent on how warm it is the first, say, two to three weeks of, of May. So once once the, the haymaker, so to speak, the sun gets up in the sky and starts, we start getting 14 to 16-hour days, um, which is... Which, which, by the way, April 24th was, was the beginning of a 14 hours a day length a day. Um, once we get to that, that period of, of solar radiation coming in, we'll see our soils warm really fast. So if we get some sunny weather and not a lot of rain um, or too much rain, which would be beneficial to everybody, um, I know we need some, but we, we, want, we don't need more than we need, 
um, so we can get our field work done. Uh, then the crops will really start to grow, including the potatoes. Is frost ever an issue uh, late in the spring for potatoes? Um, it can be. Um, once they're out of the ground, they're certainly vulnerable. Potatoes are fairly hardy like a small grain. They can tolerate cold temperatures down to about 28 degrees before we start to see damage. Um, but the seed piece is so robust and so large that if we do see damage on the foliage, um, generally there's enough energy for the for the plant to regrow from, from meristematic tissues or sprouts that occur on the stem. And so it's it's really relatively hardy. Uh, a few years ago, we had a cold snap where it was like 15 degrees uh, several nights in a row in early May. Because the seed is so far from the surface of the soil, it never the frost never did penetrate all the way down to the to where the seed was in the soil. Now, this time of year and into the the first part of summer, are there any any particular pests or particular diseases that you need to watch out for? And and given the weather, you know, how does that play a role? Yeah, pests uh, from an insect standpoint, we really there, there's a few insects that can cause damage to potatoes, but um, generally it's not a large issue. Um, most mostly because we're protecting that crop from Colorado potato beetle, and that really provides safe harbor from some of the worms that might or lepidopter and insects that might cause damage to the growing sprout. Um, we do treat, you know have to manage for um, some. You know, diseases that cause issues with sprouting and growth of other crops, too. Things like uh, Rhizoctonia pythium and those types of things um, can cause damage to growing sprouts when it's relatively cool. And so we try to either plant at a depth that allows for that, that sprout to get out of the ground quickly when the soil does warm up, or we will put plant protection um, you know, products on, on the seed or in the furrow to help, help prevent that disease infection. As we've been talking weather as a barrier for planting crops, I'm also curious if inflation or supply chain disruption has been a barrier for you at all this planting season for potatoes. You know, great question. Um, it's been amazing what's going on um, with inflation, both from an input cost and well as a crop commodity standpoint. Um, really have to manage our inputs um, closely. Um, you know, or two years ago, actually, or not two years, last spring, the spring of 2021, we actually had products that were unavailable that are extremely important for managing the quality of our crops. Um, and the consequence of that was is we had to forego that. and We suffered those losses at the end of the year where we, you know, we had more, you know, grayed out or less number one or percentage of number one's a loss of degradation of quality because of in, insect and disease pests because products just weren't available. I think you know, I've been highly impressed with our partners and and our supply suppliers in the state. If any, working with us to try to help make sure that we don't have those shortages. Um, there certainly are products that are still in limited supply, um, but you know the effort that's been put forward by a lot of our partners in that area um, has been phenomenal to make sure that we can grow a crop successfully um, for this coming year. Um, the other thing that's probably the big the big hang up is trying to get equipment. Um, you know, buying new tractors, that's a, you know, the inflation on those has been, you know, phenomenal to watch over the last 10 to 18 months. And, you know, and it's because their prices are going up, but also how long it's taking to get equipment. Um, you know, there's just, just to find iron or at this point is be, is very challenging. And so, you know, a lot of kudos to all, all the crews out there that are trying to make equipment work and extend the life of equipment because that's what it's taking right now. Um, to get the job done because it, it takes the equipment and it takes the people and, and both of them are highly valued and they're really working hard together to make it happen. 
Have you heard of an end in sight to some of these issues? Um, yeah, I think certainly. Um, there's a lot of, you know, and it's hard to say what's going on, you know, the global political scene right now. What's happening, you know, a lot of our supplies come from, you know, the east, you know, eastern part of the world, um, including Russia um, and China. And so um, disruption in those supplies because of what's going on in, in eastern Europe is a concern. Um, that's probably made things a little bit more unpredictable than, say, even three four months ago. It looked like there was an end in sight. The supply chain was starting to amend itself. As it relates to ag inputs, there was some, some hope that we would see prices return to normal and for, for ag inputs in particular towards the end of summer um, and allow us to prepare for you know next year, even if it wasn't going to be beneficial for this year. Um, that's a little bit harder to predict now, a lot harder to predict. It's probably... Um, so we're just trying to make sure we're playing it by year. He says the price you're paying at the grocery store is certainly reflective of the cost of growing crops and the prices of commodities. A.J. Boston along with us, the director of agronomy and quality at Waisaki Family of Companies. They grow about 8,000 acres of potatoes in the central sands region of the state. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. Do you love maple syrup? Ever thought of making your own? Blaine's Farm and Fleet makes it easy with just a few key items. Stop in today for some friendly advice and all the supplies you need to tap and gather your sap.